Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 15 of the UFTA Podcast. As always, we are joined, or you are joined, however we want to say that, by your co-hosts. I'm Jordan Rudolph. I'm Emily O'Connor. And we are here to take a deep dive into uh, professionalism. I think we'll, we'll we'll just jump right into that. It's, it's a little before Christmas. More importantly, we are on the, uh, not so much the eve anymore, the day of uh, apparently this 48-hour... Snowstorm that's yeah. coming through. Yeah. Winter weather advisory, as they say. Um, anywhere from three to fifteen inches of snow. So that's a good. That's a, that's a really nice. Uh, thank you, weather people. Um, what we do know is that it's going to get really, really, really cold. Potentially negative forty, and potentially forty to fifty mile per hour wind gusts. A lot of those happening tomorrow night. Yep. Into Friday morning, but this thing is going to go from tonight, six p.m. We're doing this Wednesday, into Saturday. Uh, 6 a.m. or 9 a.m., something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess longer than 48 hours, too, 60. But anyway, um, we're doing this so that we can still keep the podcast running. Yeah, have an episode for you guys uh, on Monday when you're listening to this, hopefully. You know, at least here, it's wherever you are. It was on the lower end of those inches of snow, and everyone was able to safely travel uh, for holidays and family things and all the such. But if... uh, yeah, hopefully it all turned out okay. This is kind of a, a pre-unsure <laughs> what the next four days will bring. Yes, no doubt, as we are unsure here at the gym as well. We're, we're, we're keeping an eye on it pretty closely, but obviously with all the wind, it's hard to tell how much snow we're going to get and right. what's going to happen, so we shall see. Um, anywho, Em and I have talked about this topic several times, and it's one that's close to our hearts because, as for you fellow listeners that have been paying any attention over the last... 26, 27 episodes, something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. Um, we view ourselves as a professional, mm-hmm. and and it's a professional, not just um, n- not just essentially like a personal trainer, or fitness coach, but as a professional. And and we think that this can kind of speak volumes to any career, any industry that you go in, uh, in terms of being professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Em and I have always kind of carried ourselves that way. Uh, which is why we get along so well and we have a lot of uh, very strong uh, core values that we share personally with each other, uh, but also that is like within just our fiber, like kind of Mm -hmm. like what we do. And we wanted to take a little bit more time to to talk about that in particular with the fitness industry, Uh, but in in particular, like what makes us a professional Mm -hmm. and what makes that kind of tick through unity because we we are we are the we are essentially the two head coaches here at the unity fitness facility and we are grooming and we hope to be grooming more um, fitness professionals and and hopefully we can keep them here at unity but that was kind of always the goal Mm -hmm. so we're just going to jump in and 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 kind of talk professionalism in the fitness industry if you will Uh, but professionalism as a whole and uh yeah, we'll kind of we'll kind of see where it takes us. Dive in from there. Yeah, yeah. I think the 
first thought that comes to mind when we think professionalism in the fitness industry, at least for me, is there is a serious lack of it. I think <laughs> like sometimes when you're looking at personal trainers and there's such a wide range of what a personal trainer can be, right? It's a very kind of lower barrier to entry. Uh, a lot of people get it as a side job and not to say that any of those things are wrong or bad, but that leaves a wide array of people performing this quote unquote same service and being a personal trainer. So I think for us, where we differentiate ourselves is by being a level or multiple levels above that standard, if you will, right? And oftentimes it's not recognized that like there is this difference, but once you start to see it, and I think where we have had discussions in the past, it's very obvious where it can be different from person to person within the fitness industry. No doubt. And I think the industry as a whole is kind of taking the, you've heard me rant about this before on the podcast. I'll also tell the story of um, how my mentor and coach, Alan Cosgrove, has kind of always said it. Like the personal trainer, which which we can say that we are, we, we call ourselves something different here. But uh, a personal trainer is always like the, the idiot like knucklehead that doesn't know anything on your TV show or series or movie, whatever it is, or he's 100% always the killer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like they're, 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 they're viewed, um, especially in the late nineties, like there were the, there were the blockheads, right? Like they, they only were big and they didn't know anything else. And, and, and they were kind of like stupid. Um, and in late nineties, early two thousands, mid two thousands, like that was what a personal trainer was and what we viewed them as. And you didn't view them as anything else besides that. It, and it's part of it's because of culture and media. So, uh, we already are fighting an uphill battle on that. We're also not viewed very highly on certain, um, uh, boards or organizations. Yeah. Um, the government puts us into a spot, which we found out very quickly um again uh as like a hairdresser like like a low chain hairdresser like somebody and, and, and i'm sure there's a podcast out there with hairdressers something saying something similar to what we're doing now in the fitness industry and there's nothing wrong with hairdressers or barbers like we understand that we need them and we understand them and we appreciate them very much but uh we we, we are put in the same category uh from the government from the irs as them mm-hmm. and and that deems us unessential essentially is what I'm saying here mm-hmm. when the whole essential versus not essential thing unessential thing came out with COVID so that was that was a kind of kick in the pants a little bit because we view as what we do here is life changing and life altering work and that is not the same effect that a hairdresser can have we can stretch it and we can go there and I can I can get behind it if we need to but that like getting your hair done is not life altering and life-changing and giving you years to your life and literally enhancing and improving the quality of life, probably your uh, all aspects of your health, not just physical, but also mental health too. Mm-hmm. Like the hair doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the medical industry, most of them um, and organizations don't view fitness and personal trainers as something very highly regarded as well. It's changing a little bit. It's changing a little bit. Yeah, I think it's starting to, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And we've always viewed it like, hey, you see your doctor maybe once every 
three months if you're lucky. Mm -hmm. That's probably because you have something going on if you do. It's probably more like once a year. Mm -hmm. And when you do see him or her, it's probably for like the seven minutes that the insurance pays him for or her for. Where if you think that somebody's there to help your health and fitness, you have a chance like from a frequency standpoint, like the boots on the ground, like you're probably going to go hire your coach or trainer and see them multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. For an hour, 45 minutes to an hour yeah. per session. Yeah. So in our mind, like just coming off of this right off the bat, if I'm your doctor, I would probably want to get in connection with that coach just to make sure that there is a same page thing because that person's potentially going to have a hundred or more frequency touch points with that person over the next year. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's kind of important for somebody's health who's trying to make a change. I, I would think so. I would think so. And I think that's where we approach it from our standpoint of kind of setting the standard and like being good at what we do so that when the doctor reaches out, they know exactly how we would communicate with them or maybe they don't, um, but they should be su- like pleasantly surprised that it's not just oh yeah, we come in and we sweat for an hour and then we leave. Like there is bigger goals. There is an intention behind every single thing that we do. Mm-hmm. This is what we're working on from like an inside the body perspective and outside the body perspective from like a nutrition or training standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's a post that I'll be putting on my personal Instagram page soon. Actually one that I just made yesterday that is very relevant to this topic here that when I walk into the office like, Em, what are we talking about today? And it's uh, quote unquote, anyone can call themselves a coach, but not everyone can say they're a professional. And I think that goes into, like we can talk about this from, again, the hairdresser, the barber. We could talk about, talk about this from a plumber, mm-hmm. from an electrician. Like this this can go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So what, what we can kind of dive into here before we get ourselves in too much trouble talking about doctors um, and the medical system as it is from a majority. Um, is we can kind of like what makes a professional, mm-hmm. right? And, and and when you see it, when you think about all these different types of industries and careers out there, a banker, um, I mean, we can we a barista, mm-hmm. right? We can we can pick anything, mm-hmm. but what what separates them? Like from from your standpoint, M. Yeah. Um, what separates like when you go into it and you see that person, what makes them a professional, or what what are you looking for? I think, I mean, a lot of it ties back to our definition kind of of professionalism we'll talk on that mm-hmm. we use like as one of our core values here. But I think a lot of it has to do with first initially, and I talked a lot about this in our, my episode, but like that first impression of someone means so much. Like if someone is a professional, if let's use your barista example, if someone is a professional, I would expect them to be standing tall, standing straight, groomed to somewhat of an appearance that would be presentable in a workplace, right? You don't look like you just rolled out of bed. You're not slouching against a countertop. You're approachable. You're open and seemingly friendly, right? If that's your profession, you interact with customers. And now those things will differ from profession to profession um, in what that might be. But I think that first impression is like the starting point like body language means so much in how we are perceived by others but also how we communicate ourselves to others as well it's not just what other people think about us yeah it's kind of my viewpoint is kind of what you just hit on right at the tail end it's it's more of like how that person 
carries mm-hmm. him or herself and what's what do they view him or her, her him or herself as and just looking up the definition of a professional um, one of the ones is engaged in a specific activity as one's main paid occupation rather than as a pastime mm-hmm. and then another one is a uh, a person engaged or qualified in a profession and 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 and, and basically when you look at it at that point when you're going through college and you're doing something in college and you're getting a job, and if that's your main source of income, you're not looking at it as like, oh, I'm a, I'm a professional. I was a, I worked at Pepsi. I'm a professional merchandiser. Right. Um, I'm a, what did you 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 did lights at and sound at yep. UWL? Yeah. Like you, you weren't a professional soundboard. Right. Could have been. Could have been if Could've. I wanted to. Yeah, and that's where it comes down to. Like if you mm-hmm. wanted to. Uh, I wanted to be the best merchandiser they had mm-hmm. because I that work reflected who I am. So I, I wanted to make sure that that was always there. And I think that's where it starts for me. Like the work that I do, I want it to reflect who I am as a person and what mean, what it means to get the work done. Um, and then when I found out like more and more about personal training, became a personal trainer uh, 11 years ago, um, that's that's when I was like, okay, like I can see me doing this mm-hmm. and, and I want to get good at it. And I realized right away working with other personal trainers when I jumped into the gym at Snap Fitness and got hired that I was not good. Yeah. <laughs> so right away it showed that even if I could be a professional, um, I, I I was not good. Yeah. Like compared to the other guys. Mm-hmm. So I needed I need to get good fast. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that I thought of then is like, well, I'm gonna get as many shirts as I can to at least represent the brand, but it help hopefully like just represent that I'm an employee staff and carry myself as a professional here. So mm-hmm. it was all Snap Fitness gear all day, all the yeah. time. Yeah. First impression well, that dresses be, you. Yeah. And that could be like your first step of like, I think sometimes as a professional, like there is a point of like faking it till you make it, mm-hmm. but you have to be trying to make it too. You can't you just have, be you have faking to want it. it all the time. You yeah. have to want to make it, right? 100%. It's, and that's, that's where I think it comes back to like that fitness part of it where a lot of people who join fitness as a career mm-hmm. or as a career choice or option, they join it for two reasons, right? They either have been involved with sports or like organized gym stuff their entire life and they love it, mm-hmm. or they were probably really hurt mm-hmm. um, and spent time in a gym like going that way and had some sort of life tra- or or right. life transformation from it. They don't have to be right. hurt. They 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 had to be a gym for a life transformation, mm-hmm. right? Lose fifty pounds. Wow, this is great. I'm 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 bought in. Like I'm yep. a, I'm an ambassador of fitness. Like I can help more people with this. Both are good reasons, mm-hmm. but both are kind of coming at it from a standpoint of potentially not doing it as a professional. They're right. doing it more as like a hobby, mm-hmm. and then they can get paid as it, such. Right. I mean, it's nice to get paid for your hobbies, but like you Absolutely. said, that's where people can be a coach, and they can do, I would argue, similar things, not quite the same things that we can do here, but they don't take that next step to be the professional. Yeah, they, that's think, it's, where that they think it's enough, yeah. right? And a lot of times, there's so many other things that come into play without going down a rabbit hole of that, too, um, that create those moments of, of whatever it is that mm-hmm. leads that person down that career, that path. But it still has to come down to, to the path of where like, you represent yourself, you represent the, the industry. Like Everything that we do here, we always tell people like we represent the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and if... And, and, like, think of it this way, guys. Like, how many people, you go to a gym, and any gym, and you talk to their coach, and maybe you had a previous experience at another gym that was not a good one. You got hurt, made fun of, 
um, looked down on, never fit in, like something or other, uh, what is that gym going to most likely do? They're, they're going to accept you and bring you in and try mm-hmm. to help. What I think we do here, and this is not by like system, this is just because of who we are, is we will apologize on the industry, uh, on the behalf of the industry, as in like that's not what fitness is supposed to do. It's not supposed to get you hurt. It's not supposed to make you grind and do two-a-days and go as hard as humanly possible until you can barely move or breathe every time you step into the gym. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be exhausting. It's not supposed to be restrictive. Um, it's supposed to help your overall quality of life and whatever it is you want to be at. So one of the things that we do first is apologize on behalf of the fitness industry. And, and, and I already feel like as, as a person steps into our gym, we're already climbing out of a hole mm-hmm. that the fitness industry put us in. Yeah. Well, because there is just one, like, it's so hard to describe the difference between, it is and it isn't, I suppose, the difference between us as coaches and someone else as a coach when they have the same title. Because you're used to seeing, oh, I'm going to go to the doctor. And that's a universal term. Everyone knows there's a standard of education. There's a standard of hours of practice, board certifications, etc. that have to be done. When you hear, oh, I'm a coach, that could be someone on their laptop deciding to help people do something with no education, no no certifications, and they can use the word coach or personal trainer or whatever it might be. Yeah, I mean... Personal trainer is a little bit more regular. CrossFit level one is a weekend certification. Yeah. And then apparently that allows that person in CrossFit, I don't know anything about it beyond this point, to then coach any level of CrossFit class after Mm -hmm. that, which is pretty crazy to think like there's elite level human humans out there that could have been coached from a level one mm-hmm. um, when it's clearly not the case and and I think there's some separation there there's level twos and threes and whatnot but that would that would enable a person to uh, uh, apparently qualify any person to how CrossFit's done mm-hmm. and, I, and what that person could have is just been a person that loves CrossFit and then decided to become a coach mm-hmm. no education beyond whatever it is the level one yeah the level yeah. one um, and just being familiar with the sport and the community mm-hmm. which can go pretty far for sure I think it's an aspect of it absolutely 100 like, percent and it's a walk. great starting block great building block and I'm not here to rip on CrossFit uh, boot camps do the same damn thing a mm-hmm. lot of these boot camp franchises just fly you down or they give you a weekend thing to do or an online thing to do and they fly you down and say hey since you were here you're certified we actually don't have to take you through anything just run the workouts we yeah. tell you to cheer really loud push people harder than they've ever been pushed don't worry about anything else mm-hmm. if somebody doesn't like something just tell them not to do it don't don't you don't need to know why just tell them to do this instead mm-hmm. okay like that can go pretty far yeah right um but it's 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 muddying the waters like you said earlier is because there's no standard in our industry mm-hmm. there's no board exam there's no licensure which is why pts chiros and athletic trainers hate us because we're quote unquote apparently the people that are hurting people um, and then they are having to deal with it. But you're welcome for the job security, people. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> from and, the industry, not yeah, from unity. from the industry. <laughs> and, and you're also, uh, once again, putting everybody into the hat. Like, we don't want to be licensed and don't want to go through a board exam and don't want to have to do this because you're listening to two people right now that are, would be the biggest, that we would be in the front lines of our side. Like, we're the people starting the protest for it at D.C. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we're just not at D.C. And just because we're not there doesn't mean we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. We're in favor of it. Um, and I've been approached by multiple people to see how f- much further we want to go down the road of it. And, and I'm waiting for it, but it's still not the right time, mm-hmm. but it's coming. 
Yeah. It's coming. I, I, I think it'll be within the next years. Like, there will be some sort of separation. You'll already see some certifications have been doing it where, like, a lot of the higher level, I know I can speak to NSCA since that's who I'm certified through, but they're certified strength and conditioning specialist. You used to only need any four-year degree, and in 2020, they made it you had to have an exercise science-specific four-year degree. So there are certifications and bodies out there starting to raise the standard mm-hmm. for, like, the requirements to get them. Yeah, and that 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 becomes... Um something that there's going to be separation like you said mm-hmm. and it's going to create separation and there's going to be accredited uh certifications which there already are now but we still don't have any licensure mm-hmm. right um uh, an athletic trainer has to go pass like a board exam to get an athletic training um profession yeah we we don't have that yet but we're in favor for it because we want to create separation in the industry and what happens with that is that we are viewed, like when you hear the word athletic trainer, you think already like a higher thing. Mm-hmm. When a lot of those athletic trainers had the same exact undergrad or education as what a personal trainer would, they just pursued an additional two to three years of school mm-hmm. and had to pass the exam. Um, but what this could do is this, this could help elevate the industry as a whole and we're not viewed as something as so small. Um, this could take money away from some people in the future, and this could also uh, kibosh some of the supplement industry that's out there, which is like a $60 billion industry, right? And and there's a lot of people making money off it, so there's going to be a lot of people shooting it down. But it what it does, though, is it, it, creates, a, uh, it, it creates a professionalism about the industry right away. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it kind of treats that with hourly wages and benefits and everything else, too. Because mm-hmm. we, we view we are the future of healthcare. Mm-hmm. Like, that's our standpoint. Yeah, we had touched on that in a previous episode where kind of bridging that gap between healthcare and fitness and, like, filling in. So if you haven't uh, listened to that one, I'd highly recommend it kind of going season back. Season one? That was a season one episode. It was towards yeah. the end. I don't remember which one. It was sure pretty obvious when you see it. I think it's, like, it, it bridging says, the gap of healthcare and fitness. I'm pretty right. sure, yeah. yeah. Um, but that would be one that I would I would recommend. If you haven't listened to that one, kind of go back and, and take a peek at that as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, I think the other piece of professionalism, it starts within, mm-hmm. but it's also then how, like, it's it's um, it's what you do and how you do it. Mm-hmm. So why don't we go over, like, the definite, like, professionalism is the first core value that we have here. Yep. Um, it's got about well, five different layers of meaning underneath it, yep. but it's still professionalism. Yep. Right? So mm-hmm. why don't we talk about that really quick to show, like, how we yep. view professionalism here is when we hire a staff mm-hmm. and we treat ourselves as coaches. And then we can kind of say a little bit more of like what separates, like yeah. what we view as what separates it. What separates it. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about professionalism as our core value, we're talking about specifically showing up on time, doing what you say, acting with gratitude. And I'm, there's one more that I'm going to blank on. Follow. Finish what you start. Finish what you start. And there we've always, we've kind of added in the, like, have respect. And respect Like res- respect the process, respect mm-hmm. the, the people, just have respect. Yeah. Right. So we kind of umbrella, like you said, all those things underneath the professionalism kind of core value. And when yeah, we... Like a definition of it. Yeah. When we show up as coaches at Unity, we embody all five of those in everything that we do, right? We show up on time for our shifts ready to go. Um, we make sure that when we tell a member here we're going to do something, like that is done. It is not just started, but it is finished through to completion. We 
as people come in for their, let's say, first consult, like we respect where they're coming from, what their past has been, what their current experience has been. Jordan touched on apologizing for poor experiences they might have had in the past, right? Acknowledging that and kind of meeting everyone where they're at and constantly being thankful and grateful for everything that we get to do because our members make it so that we're able to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's what we define as a professional here and our front desk staff, everybody everybody shares it. It's mm-hmm. not just a coach. Everybody right. shares it. Yeah, I use coaching specifically. Yep, yep. Goes and, across and the board for sure. Yeah, and it's what we want. It's how we want to carry ourselves going forward. Mm-hmm. And it starts within. So we want to try and hire coaches that view this as a potential professional career mm-hmm. um, from a Unity Fitness standpoint. Like, I just don't want somebody that looks at this as like, yeah, it's just a nice little gig for right now. Like, I want to I, I want to try and hire people that have that. And then I want to treat them as the professional, but I also want to coach them as the professional, like from the owner standpoint or what I try to do, I want to coach them and, and, and communicate with them as the professional that I believe they are, can be, mm-hmm. or potentially will be. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that starts day one. And, and then we ask them to, to do that on the floor too. It's mm-hmm. in everything that we do. The do what you do, we do what we do and do what we say stuff is like walk the walk, talk the talk. And, and, and it's how we carry ourselves. Um, and it's and it's how we're seeking to grow and get better. There's a lot of stuff through that. There's not many other gyms out there that do that. Yeah. There's, there's a lot that just kind of like, yeah, just follow, take care, like just follow the, the guidelines we give you. Mm-hmm. Take care of the new customer, the new the new member that came in, and just go. Mm-hmm. We don't care what you do with the person, just go. And and there's a reason why uh, fitness professional now has uh, an eleventh month uh, average lifespan in the industry. The average personal trainer or fitness professional, however you want to say it, is it lasts eleven months now. Mm-hmm. That's been up to like twenty one, I think, since I've been doing this for eleven years. Like it started at like, I think when I first started, it was like 13 or 14, then it went to 12, then 16, 18, 21, 23, something like that. Mm-hmm. COVID shot all of it way back down. Um, yeah, way back down. I think it was even lower than that at one point. But um, now it's at 11, mm-hmm. 11 months. That's the average length of a personal trainer or coach of some sort in this industry. So basically, you are almost a professional if you make it to 12 months. <laughs> Per, per the current industry <laughs> yeah. standards, right? <laughs> yeah. Which is, again, speaking to that discrepancy that we've touched mm-hmm. on so many times. Mm-hmm. And the other piece I think is is what we've talked about a lot now, too, is we've had a couple key words in there, but one of them has been like standard. Mm-hmm. One of them has been separation. So one of the things that we've talked about as a team and we've asked a lot of our members, uh, it's what separates us mm-hmm. from... Um, gyms that they've been at, gyms that they know, maybe rewriting the what they expect out of the fitness industry or personal training and fitness coaching, mm-hmm. um, which we've had several doctors get notifications of us or find out about us, like, who told you this? Mm-hmm. Where did you learn this? Yeah. You're a personal trainer. Really? Yeah, keep doing what you're doing. You know, like mm-hmm. that type of stuff, which is cool. Um, but it's, it's education and expertise. Mm-hmm. Uh, our coaches here have degrees. Our coaches here have certifications. Our coaches here pursue continuing ed, and they 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 want to uh, again be the professional, which is kind of coming with the expertise, like share their knowledge, share their expertise to help the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that speaks to like it is a continued process. Like I think no, one thing that we hold very close is that continued growth. Another one of our core values: uh, continued growth and continued 
like pursuit of being better like if there's mm-hmm. new information we want to bring that mm-hmm. um to the industry to the members to whoever we might interact with mm-hmm. within this one of the coolest things that i feel like we because of who we are here and how we do things it's it's what we've talked about before every gym out there should be able to be able to help people get stronger every gym out there should be able to help people lose weight mm-hmm. every gym that is what a gym is literally created to do every gym can do that and should be able to do that so if you're not what the hell are you doing because mm-hmm. you now you are one that i'm kind of eyeing up like hey you're kind of bringing down the industry a little bit like let's get get our shit together right um but two what separates these gyms from each other what makes them mm-hmm. different and goes through all of that right yeah and and again the thing that works well with us is like the education and expertise mm-hmm. we, we we value that as a thing uh that we want to carry ourselves as a professional but also like that's just who we are we yeah. want to continue learning more too <laughs> right right like a doctor never stops learning mm-hmm. and if they do they they're not in practice anymore right right or i mean maybe even not like i think it also speaks to like obviously there's credentials that require continuing education and our credentials also require continuing education Mm -hmm. but i think that growth mindset is huge in terms of like constantly learning Mm -hmm. looking for better um and pursuing like if they're you come to us with a problem we want to find the solution if we don't already have it and sometimes that does require like i'm gonna look into my sources because allowing people to just go on the google search is not the move usually no it's a giant pool of misinformation a lot of times and contradictory information so we would rather be the people to say hey i know this i'm going to guide people or you know that's an interesting question let me look into the sources that i've been certified through or resources that i trust or other coaches that we've created our network with Mm -hmm. other healthcare professionals that we've created a network with and find that solution to the problem the the other like piece to this too and this is what really kind of when we talk about the healthcare to fitness gap that we kind of provide there's a couple examples that we could talk about we could talk about hey um i had an acl reconstructive surgery mm-hmm. and i'm x amount of weeks out x amount of months out just about to get cleared by pt okay i'm cleared what do i do next like what can i do next mm-hmm. If you go to most gyms, they have zero idea. Yeah. We literally can no. take that person and go through what we need to do. We also contact the PT and the doctors mm-hmm. and make sure that we work with them. And then we take them to those next steps. That's a separate, that, like, that's, this is that's what separates us. Thing. Yeah. If a person has a shoulder surgery or a hip replacement and they come in and there's rods and there's pieces in their hips, um, most coaches and trainers out there don't know what the next steps are. Mm-hmm we have the education to go with the next steps. Definitely. And then we still contact those PTs and, right. and, and providers. Look, it's, a, it's a collaborative effort. And then mm-hmm. that allows us to then build those relationships so that your entire healthcare team, all of the people in it, you know are communicating. It's not that you have to go to your doctor and explain something that your coach already knew Mm -hmm. six times like they should already know that everyone's kind of working in conjunction when we send someone to a pt they know what their program looks like when they're working here yeah like everything works together yeah from that professional standpoint too there's communication Mm -hmm. could be one that we maybe layer in there somewhere but 
it's uh, communication where a lot of these fitness coaches and personal trainers, they might not know how to help you, but they're going to try, mm-hmm. but they got to be careful what they're doing too. And some of them might feel so much out of the water where they're embarrassed or they're ashamed and they don't reach out to the doctor because they have no idea how to or what to say mm-hmm. and they don't want to made, be made feel stupid. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I said that right, but I think you got what I'm saying. Um, so they don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. And now you just kind of put yourself in a hole, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and an you're island. not getting the help that you need <laughs> right. from either person. And that you'd be amazed at how much the doctors and the PTs and the chiros, all these people want to help mm-hmm. you help the person too. Like at Definitely. the end of the day, it's about the person. Right. 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 Um, but this professionalism thing is something that we, we carry ourselves here. It's the, we call ourselves the professional fitness experience and we, we deliver that. We live up to it. That, mm-hmm. that means something to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we say and what we do, how we finish things, how we yep. come up and, and act gratitude, gratitude, respect, and show up on time, all the stuff in between. Yep. So there, there's, a, there's a massive difference from it. And I think at the end of the day, you always, it, it's, it's hard to define. Sometimes we have a definition of it here, but you know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. A professional from that. I think so. Any yeah. industry, any, mm-hmm. any occupation. Yeah. A professional when you see it. Mm-hmm. Bartender. You can always tell the professional bartender. You know. Yeah. Right? Always. Yep. Always. Especially when you start talking to them. Yes. Right? Like that passion comes out. You're like, oh yeah, like mm-hmm. you know what you're doing. And it's not just it's not just looking at the person that can make the fancy drink that takes mm-hmm. 11 minutes to make. Like, come on, guys, let's pick out that professionals right. a little bit. It's not a show all the time. I just wanted to get a tasty drink. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's how you know when yeah. you see it. You know, what's well, it? And it. it's the expertise. Like I just think of we recently went down and had a drink at um, the Charmant, and the bartender was like telling us all these like facts about the drinks and mm-hmm. he's like oh did you know that like this drink wasn't traditionally made with lemon like we just add it but like in world war Two, lemon was like scarce so they didn't have it and i was like that's cool like that's an expertise Drop factor right where i'm like okay like no i didn't know that but, like mm-hmm. that's awesome very cool yeah so yeah. i think it speaks to that expertise factor of like it doesn't matter what the industry is like when you educate yourself above and beyond just mm-hmm doing the minimum bare minimum yeah. yeah then you show up as or part of showing up as professional 100% 100% so you guys get an idea of kind of like what unity fitness is mm-hmm. and how we carry ourselves it's very different from most gyms that you see most gyms you mm-hmm. see you'll go in there's the coach with uh xyz um and, and, and we always say here, like, we don't, we don't take ourselves very seriously, but what we do very seriously, mm-hmm. we have a little bit of that play in here. Like, we still are here to have fun, but we're here to change the world. And we, we, we need to do that through collaboration and through education, through expertise, and by taking ourselves, again, not as serious, but what we do. What we do is very serious. Yeah. yeah. And we hope that when people come in here, they, they see it. Mm-hmm. They feel it right away. Mm-hmm. Right? They, they kind of know something's different right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And I think most people do. Most I think people, so. Most people kind of get the I eyes like, so. am I in a gym? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it looks very different than a normal gym, right? Mm-hmm. You don't come into rows of equipment. And... Yep. Intentional guys, by the way. Yeah. Set it up that way. So anything else you want to add in professionalism? Uh, I don't think so. I think we got a pretty good handle on it. I think everyone's kind of piqued their interest, hopefully. Yeah. That's the goal. Hopefully. And if you want to come check us out, guys, if you're a listener and haven't experienced anything like that before and you're curious to see it. Feel free to shoot us a message. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, Unity Fitness Lacrosse. You'll find us. Um, shoot us a message, mm-hmm. and we'd love to have you show you around and, and, and show you how we're different. Um, 
and that starts with again treating you as the person like we're here for you mm-hmm. we, we we're 100% on board with getting to know you mm-hmm. and your medical history health history all that stuff like a lot of gyms don't do that either they just have you yeah. sign a waiver and then they don't look at it you're good to go. we actually talk to you like you talk to a person yeah. and you have a conversation <laughs> about it here your whole first time is all Lip. just having a conversation yep so. no doubt no doubt um, Merry Christmas to everybody. Hopefully everything went well through through the holidays. And, and if you're doing any uh, late Christmas parties, um, that was there. And hopefully you had safe travels if you are in the Midwest um, and all the things there, mm-hmm. too. Merry yeah. Christmas to you, Em. Thank you. And the you fam. as well, Jordan. Appreciate well. it. Safe travels to you as well. You know, yep. you got a trip today. Yep. Um, but, yeah, don't forget to do all the things that we always ask you to do. Like, share. Rate, subscribe, download. Download all of it. We need your <laughs> all help, the guys. Things. Until the next episode, guys. Uh, we'll see you then. If you need anything from us, want to hear from anything from us, shoot us a message and let us know that too. Yep. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Cheers. Bye.